Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, something from the cellar. Another mini episode of our midweek drop that sees us revisit some of the brilliant guests we've had on the show over the last four and a half years. Hence, something from the cellar. This week, it's a celebration of some of our amazing guests who are a huge part, an integral part of the LGBTQ plus community. And kicking things off for us is Steps' very own trailblazer, Ian H. Watkins, who talks us through some of the ways he's had to push for change, never more so since he's become a father to twin boys, and his close friendship with fellow LGBTQ plus superhero, rugby legend, Gareth Thomas. I wanted to talk about some of the, the trails that you've blazed, it, be it in your local village or turning the volume up online, um, using the platform that you've acquired via 25 years of steps to educate, to challenge and to contribute. So I wanted to run through some firsts that you've kind of achieved along the way. Um, there's the obvious, the most recent, like having uh, the opportunity to create the same sex couple for the first time on Dancing on Ice. That was really important to you, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, for me, fundamentally, as a person, you know, I, I wanted to be completely authentic um, the way I present, especially because I'm a dad now. I wanted my children to see daddy living his best life. And it's something I had asked for for so many years. You know, all of those contestant-based shows that, you know, you have interviews for, or I've done before. You know, I've always asked the question and I always had a no. But this time, I was in a very different headspace, a very different uh, chapter of my life. And I said to myself and the producers, if you want me, great. It's literally the top of my bucket list but these are my conditions i would love for you to consider them if you don't want to do that okay but i will i will bow out and i was that sure of myself and it was that important to me that i knew i didn't want 
to do uh, opposite sex and they came back and were completely 100% behind the idea. And then, of course, I got partnered with the amazing Matt Evers, who mm. was completely on the same page as me. And we made history together. And, you know, since then, it's it's just mind-blowing to see the ripple effect that it's had. I was going to say that, because actually now, it's like once that door opened, everybody started passing through. And it's the visibility is everywhere. But it did take somebody, really, to say, come on, guys, this is it's about time. It took somebody, and it could have been anybody, but it, I guess it just, it, all of the stars aligned. Aligned. Yeah, and and it was us that got to do it. And I'm, that's one of the things I am so, so proud. One of the, the most, you know, apart from my children, one of the most amazing things that's happened in my life. So another common uh, commonality between you and the lovely Brian Dowling is you both came out the day before you entered the Big Brother house. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, you were 30 uh, and about to enter the house. And Brian was working for, I think, Aer Lingus and hadn't told his parents or his family that he was that he was gay. So I had to quickly kind of, you know, drop that news and then run into the house and then emerge. So the first time he saw them after he came out, he was the most famous gay man in Britain at that time. <laughs> but back then, the, the, those three letters, that one word was a very dirty word. You know, now it's it's a very it's a it's a very different landscape. It's a lot easier to be your authentic self. But twenty years ago, you know, you were on the front of a tabloid for just, you know, for for, for choosing who who you love. It's, it's a very different time, very different day and time. And it was reported like you were confessing to something that you, that it was, it was a confessional. Like, why? Like, you know, and people were outed. You know, your very good friend, who I'm slightly obsessed with, Gareth Thomas, was treated in the most appalling way. And I love the fact that you, t your friendship with Gareth Thomas and your TikToks, by the way, <laughs> are amongst some of my favourite things at Christmas. <laughs> well, we did Panto together like, and we just got very bored. We were like, let's do TikTok. But I've known Gareth was like my next door neighbour for years. And he's he's since moved uh, to the next village. So I, I, I have got rid of him a little bit, uh, but <laughs> he's, still, he's still very much in my life. And I, I love him dearly. And I will always be there for him. You know, he's, he's had a, a, a rocky ride. And, but he, you talk about trailblazers, he is iconic, you know, he, one of the, and especially what he is dealing with on a daily basis as well. You know, the awareness that he brings to HIV and AIDS, um, his tackle HIV campaign, which I, I completely support. He's, he's, he is a trailblazer. He made some, I, I had a little um, click around on that campaign and you're, you feature very heavily, right? You're a huge advocate. You're there for whatever he needs you to support him with. You're there. And what he was trying to land, and I, and I really get his frustration is, why is it not more famous as a fact that these days you can live with HIV and it not be detectable in your system and you can have sex with somebody and not pass it to them? Like, well, how amazing an achievement in science and medicine is that? Like, that's awesome why does everybody not know that fact 
And I understand why he's frustrated. Yeah, there's just been a storyline, hasn't there, on EastEnders, I believe, about HIV mm. and AIDS. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't I yeah. don't have time to watch TV. But I do, I, I think um, the storyline has, has really been positive for that fact. You know, U equals U. Undetectable, U is untransmittable. Um, and if you have HIV, you can literally take one tablet a day and live a very happy, normal life yeah. and not pass it on. It's, it's incredible. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Nicely following on from that is the aforementioned Big Brother legend, Brian Dowling, who's pioneered conversations and change for the community. And here he is recalling, well, the fear he had in coming out to his parents just days before he headed into the Big Brother house, only to re-emerge as arguably the most famous gay man in Britain. It's Pride Month and you have been someone who has more than moved the dial when it comes to driving conversation and change and education around the LGBTQ plus community. And in 2001, when you entered the Big Brother house, you'd only just come out to your family two days previous to that because you knew that it would unfold on television. And then weeks later, you emerged triumphant, you know, victorious from the house. And you said, I'm Irish, Catholic, gay, and I'm chuffed that people in Back Island have backed me. I mean, you really were, you were in unknown territory because actually the fear was that you would be rejected hugely because of your sexuality, which brings us to a whole kind of series of firsts that you then went on to crash. You know the first gay man arguably to win a popularity contest on that scale, the first gay television uh, presenter for children's TV when you took on SMTV Live. You and your husband were amongst the very first couples to get married in Ireland after they legalized same-sex marriage. And you then went on to have the first all-male pairing on Irish television with Dancing with the Stars. I mean, you are 
a change maker, Mr. Dowling. Well done. Like, it's so weird because going back to Big Brother, I was 22 years old when I went on that show. I'm 44 actually next week. So it's 22, so half of my, my lifetime. And I remember being afraid to tell my parents that I was gay for fear of them disowning me. I think it's an insecurity in anyone that is coming to terms with their sexuality. And I knew I was going to be on the show, whether I last a week or two weeks, there was no way I was going to be able to pretend not to be myself. And I feel there was two versions of Brian Dowling. The one that was working at Stansted Airport and Ryanair that was fully out, and the one that would come home to my mom, my dad, and my six sisters in rural Ireland, an hour from Dublin in the country, where we had no idea what gay was. We had no idea what homosexuality was. There, was. there was nothing. There was nothing on television shows. There was no pop stars. There was just nothing about it. And I remember my sister told my parents two days before, and I rang her the next day and asked her, how did they take it? And Michelle said, oh, they were, they were fine about it. And I went, really? And the next day I came off a flight from Italy and I rang them from the crew room at Ryanair and I said, I'm gay. And my mom asked me, was I trying to be fashionable? And I thought, no, because that, that was just her reasoning. And then we said, we said goodbye. I spoke to her one more time the morning I was going into the house and that was it. And then those nine and a half weeks played out the way they did. And for me, looking back on it now, I go, I was lucky I was so accepted by the voting public in England and in Ireland, because I then thought, well, my parents have to be okay with it. Because if this is a popularity contest and people think I'm great and they're voting for me to win, my parents will accept me. And I forgot all about winning. I forgot all about the £70,000, which I won, which is a life-changing amount of money. I remember, walk, I remember leaving that house. I don't remember the fireworks, people, go, things going off. Uh, Davina was pregnant at the time. And then I remember embracing my mom and dad. And that was the first real embrace of who I really was as their son. And that was this out gay man. I turned 23 on the show, but it really was, I get goose pimples now, I was, well, it's like, but this is who I am. You've witnessed who I am. And that hug to me meant so much because it was genuine. There was no more hiding, Kate. They'd seen every angle of me, 24 hours a day on E4, every night on Channel 4. And we've, we never, ever had a conversation, apart from that one time on the phone about my sexuality. It was never, ever brought up again because I was totally embraced and accepted. I did say to my husband recently, if I had left the show first, would my parents have accepted me? Who knows? But Big Brother, in a sense... <laughs> have you ever asked them that? No, well, no. I, can you imagine? I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> to go there. Um, but I just feel that Big Brother completely helped shape my, my, my whole life, my career. I'll be forever grateful to that time of summer of twenty of 2001. It was phenomenal. But don't take away from that why it worked so well for you, because you went in there and you were... I mean, listen, we live in far more tolerant times now. It was a big deal back then to publicly own your sexuality and celebrate it in the way that you did. It took guts. And actually, we know now that you were very scared about even... You know, you got your sister to tell your mum and yes. dad. You didn't even do it yourself because you're so worried about the reaction, right? I was so fearful. You know, I was brought up Catholic. I still say that I am Catholic. I don't go to church that often. And, you know, we sadly lost my mom in 2018. And I, I suppose the fact that mom's not alive anymore, that's made me 
question my faith and I then think, well, of course my mom's in heaven because my mom deserves to be in heaven. So you, you ha I think when you're a gay man or woman and you're Irish, I think it's something you battle with, with the whole religious and Catholic thing. But I think it was brave of me to do it. Well, yeah, you have to battle with it because effectively the Catholic faith believes that homosexuality is wrong. It is a it's sin. a sin and I'm going to hell. But I mean, how amazing is hell going to be with all these amazing people? You know, we joke, but, it's, but just, it's kind of true. Feel like Shadow Lounge. <laughs> oh, I miss Shadow Lounge. But I think being 20, being 22... Shadow Lounge, we should establish, just for anyone who doesn't know, is... And it's actually where you first met your husband. Yes. It's a prolific gay club in Soho. Yes, no longer. I think it's closed down. I think it's, I think it's gone. I think so. Yes. So I remember being 20... But never forgotten. Never forgotten. I remember being 22, but I had nothing to lose case at 22. I was working at Ryanair. I was, I was, I was like a cab. I was, an air, I was an air steward. It was almost expected to be gay. So I, I was going, on, going in the house. I had nothing to lose. I knew afterwards I still have my family. I still have my job. I still have my friends. And I just loved that summer. I dressed up. We don't, I drank beer and cider, which I don't drink. We mixed them together. It was just the summer, the weather. I got a tan. You know, I didn't get drawn into silly arguments because there was just no point. But I mean, I always think it's afterwards. I, I remember leaving the show and then thinking, fuck, what have I done? Because my life had changed so dramatically from in nine weeks. All it had taken was nine weeks. Last but certainly not least, we have the couple who The Guardian has named as the UK's most influential LGBTQ plus power couple. Captain Hannah Graff MBE was an esteemed officer in the British Army, fearlessly embracing her true self as a transgender woman. Meanwhile, Jake Graff, a director and actor, was also learning to embrace life as a transgender man. Then fate wove their paths together and their love bloomed, defying societal norms. And in 2020, they became proud parents and now have two beautiful daughters. So let's revisit them, shall we, to find out how it all began. What I wanted to know is how you found each other. How did your paths cross? I know Facebook was involved, um, but, but who liked who and who got the conversation started? So, I mean, this is a story that Hannah lets me tell, um, obviously, because I tell it much more accurately than Hannah does. We'll um, and we, th this was back in December 2015. I was sitting at home one day writing and I'd, I'd seen Hannah pop up on Lorraine and she had just been outed by one of our large red top newspapers um, for being trans in the army. And Lorraine had very kindly, supportively got her on the show to tell her story honestly and, and frankly. And um, I spotted her and I thought she looked very cute and, you know, she was quite assured, but very, very sweet, very shy, very modest, very unassuming and, and obviously hugely impressive with all everything she'd already achieved. And uh, a couple of weeks later, she popped up on my People You May Know on Facebook. So obviously I pressed oh God, the button. I thought an algorithm yeah. was responsible. And so, so, so I gave her, gave her a little ad. And within about an hour, I got a very sweet message from Hannah saying, Hi, Jake. I know we haven't met, but I've been watching your achievements with much interest. And uh, I think it's all very impressive. Uh, love to meet some point. Hannah. And I thought, you know, obviously <laughs> she's that's, qu that's quite gutsy. Quite you'd, forward. <laughs> well, Hannah, you'd never dated up until 
until that point, had you? Or, no, uh, not at all. And I, I like, you know, Jake always tells this story. He makes it sound like I like I answered him within the second. Like it was an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not strictly true. Um, the bones of that story are true. Um, but you can tell that Jake's a writer because he likes to embellish. So <laughs> there was definitely several days between that request coming in and me respond, responding sure to it. sure they were, but, my love. But I could totally understand w- when I know your story as I do now, um, how you would have felt unconfident in trying to approach uh, a romantic relationship and yet for yet you did with jake what made him different quite hot isn't he is hot. <laughs> no it was when I, when I, that's embarrassing no um, it's not it's why? great it's honest it's very sweet thank you my love um, you love it um no it's so before i transitioned you know the idea of being intimate with someone else was just kind of crazy because i was so uncomfortable in my own body my own position in society and it was all just too much i can't even imagine it you know I've, you know it was just was not even on the cards and then even when i transitioned you know when you transition people think it's something that happens very quickly but it, t- it takes loads of time and you know transitions take two or three years and I think I've been my transition about three years by the time I started dating Jake and I'd really have to come to terms with what it meant to be a woman in society today what it meant to you know in terms of clothes and finding what my identity as a woman because even though I always inherently knew that I've been a woman having not had the experience to go through life as a woman, I had a lot to learn, like, you know, young girls have to learn. And so mm. in that time... And, and in a really condensed amount of time as well. Yeah, with, with, the, with the eyes of the world watching as well. So it was, it was quite intense. But um, Lots of six-inch heels and... <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of trans women did this. I definitely did. I wore a lot of high heels, lots of long, brightly coloured nails and short dresses and all the rest <laughs> of it. All those things that young teenage girls do. Because yeah. you're trying to find your place and, you know, doing it as an adult is... It's a bit awkward, but imagine this is what society tells us, right? This is what, you know, look at, you know, magazines and TV. I'll tell you what this is, what women look like. And so when I transitioned, I mean, I hadn't experienced living as a woman. I needed time to do that. Even though it's inherently my identity, I had to take time to do that. And so it took me a while. And then eventually um, I thought maybe I'm in a place where I could date. But even then I kind of ripped myself off. And I said this to Jake that a few... About five weeks into our relationship, when we already had quite strong feelings for each other, and we were already sort of getting to that point where we tentatively said, "I really quite like you," (laughs) and uh, and Hannah told me very sadly, "Am I am I saying this?" Yeah, yeah. And Hannah said to me, "You know, it's it's weird because." a couple of months ago I'd sort of resigned myself to spending the rest of my life alone she said you know I, I was fine I had my parents I had my, my job and I had my friends and I just had sort of resigned myself to as a trans person never finding anyone to love me and never you know feeling like I deserved love and it was the mo- one of the most heartbreaking things I'd ever heard that this beautiful oh. impressive kind hearted woman would ever feel the need to cut herself off from, from the potential of, of finding love and finding someone to, to love her back Thanks so much for joining me for Something from the Cellar. Don't forget, uh, if you want to listen to these episodes in full, just scroll through the back catalogue or, if it's easier, just search for the guests using their name in your search bar. This week, we featured the brilliant Brian Dowling, Ian H. Watkins and Jake and Hannah Graff. I'll be back on Friday with a brand new guest. Until then, have a great week. White Wine Question Time is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.